we're back. Oh my gosh, after like- Karma heads. <laughs> it's been two months off, I think. Any updates? <laughs> In our lives? <laughs> well, for so we have been keeping active on our Patreon. So our our members on there have been hearing about what's going on in our lives but for the rest of you um deanna and i i guess introductions <laughs> which we never do oh yes we should and it's so hard because we've talked about this it's like people have taglines and stuff like that on their podcast oh, yeah. and we've always just kind of it's like just it's a hurdle that yeah well it's like you know i i picture myself always making an entrance into a room in a party like um the lead in sunset boulevard coming down the staircase the iconic <laughs> but truly it is me running through the door walking yeah. two steps tripping <laughs> gripping onto the banister and holding on for dear life like that is and that's two different ideas and that's this. that's that's this 100%. And um, we, so I'm Indra. I'm Deanna. I am, yes. And we are the hosts of Family Karma Cast. Um, the go to you know, place we, for Family Karma news and other yes, Bravo and, information and pop culture information. And yeah, and we started this podcast over two years mm -hmm. ago at the start of the pandemic, Whoa, literally never forget a week Tom before. Hanks. <laughs> and um, wait tom you know, hanks got covid did you know this on the elvis again? no but when we were like oh tom hanks has it was oh. on the elvis film oh, because which he is was now coming out in australia got it interesting it's all coming first full circle <laughs> Um, it all comes back to Austin Butler, who we have a lot of hot takes about. Okay, so <laughs> this is all like this is like we're just kind of here we are. We started the podcast to to recap Family Karma. Then we decided we liked podcasting, mm -hmm. and we kind of moved in all these different directions. We have our like pop culture and Bravo stuff that we cover, but then we also um, have been using this space to interview and talk about like entertainers and creatives in the South Asian community, which has been really great. And honestly, by the end of April, when I think we did our last episode, I truly, for the first time in my life, like truly experienced complete burnout. Yeah. Like I was in the middle of uh, moving mm -hmm. after a very stressful like experience of trying to f buy a house and, um, I am pregnant Yay. <laughs> and at that point I was in my first trimester. I'm 22 weeks now, but at that point I was in my first trimester feeling pretty sick and mm -hmm. not with it and just kind of stressed because of, uh, for those of you who listened in the fall, I suffered from an ectopic pregnancy and surgery and we're going to talk about that because we need to talk about what's going on in this country right now. Mm -hmm. But um, as it relates to like women's rights to healthcare, mm -hmm. um, but anyway, uh, I burned out, totally burned out. Um, you know, I edit the episodes for us, and I just felt like it was one thing too many on my plate. And if I didn't let something go, I was gonna like explode. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Deanna, so great, understands. I mean, you know, this is this podcast is a labor of love. We really love it. And, you know, it's a lot of time and we don't get paid for it the way that some other professional podcasters mm -hmm. get paid for. So, 
I've really had to take a step back and think about like, how can we make this sustainable mm-hmm. in the long term, still doing it in such a way that I don't get to that place of burnout again. So that's where I'm coming from. I don't know if you have like any thoughts on our little break or a revamp or anything which we're about to talk about yeah I think it's there has to come a time and especially in 2020 when you know your limits yes you know mm-hmm. and I remember and coming out of a pandemic oh my gosh and, like... and we're still experiencing the trauma surrounding that and however you want mm-hmm. to approach you know coming out of the pandemic whether it's taking a break whether it's Maybe dipping into psychedelics, you know, <laughs> however, you yeah, know, whatever. I've actually is. listened to a podcast and, and it's not a psychedelics podcast, but they were like, you know what? Maybe now is the time to just <laughs> do it once and see where you land, um, you know, or you yeah. want to stop drinking or you want to let go of a friend or add new friends. It's like whatever works for you, for your mental health. Yes. Go with it because... Yeah. Hopefully at the end of the day, you know, it works for you and your limits. And it's interesting that you say that because like, I feel like remember it it's, was kind of like, I don't want to say popular, but I remember being younger, maybe more in my teens. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, um, I'll use our, our queen goddess Mariah. It would yes. be like, um, Mariah is taking a break f- at, from exhaustion Yes. And I could not yes. as like, you know, I think it definitely happened after her TRL stunt, which was not her fault, which Carson Daly and MTV did her wrong. And you can read more about it online and in the Mariah Carey memoir where she went on TRL and mm-hmm. she gave out ice cream to the audience. And she like as the audience watching at home we didn't quite understand what was going on in her personal life and we were very judgmental of how she was acting and not to mention Carson Daly was acting like she was just like an alien from another planet trying to learn human gestures so put her on blast and then I remember like hearing that Mariah Carey was uh you know going like taking a break from exhaustion and Mm -hmm. I always just assumed like oh they just like, you know, X, Y, Z and not that it was exhaustion. But what you're saying is like exhaustion is real and you reach your limit. Yeah. Yeah, it it, it is. And it happens to everyone. And I was like, I need to take a break so that I can so that we can figure mm. out how we can reenter the space in a way that works because yeah, I love it. It's been such a fantastic thing in my life for the past two years. And it was getting to the point where it like wasn't fun anymore. Yeah, yeah. And that's when you know you need to like, especially for something that's not your job, which this isn't a job, um, you need to like sort of, or I felt that I needed to like just reconfigure something. Mm-hmm. So um, Deanna and I have been talking and um, first of all, we're really looking forward to season three of Family Karma whenever that comes out. Um, we will keep you updated here on the podcast. Um, but one of the things we have been keeping going through this two month period of taking a break from our main podcast feed is we've been keeping up with our Patreon content, which is our Thirsty 30 chats mm-hmm. where we talk about Bravo TV and pop culture and just kind of shoot the shit on all things that are happening. Uh, yeah. in the entertainment world really in general and which is, you know, our first love. First <laughs> love. My and first again, love. like we go back to TRL, Mariah Carey. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, this is, these are, we're not fetching like names about like a president's like secretary of state from the nineties. We're just going right back to, no, this is fangirl stuff. The other white house, if you will, in the nineties and the early aughts TRL. Yes. Yes. The other, (laughs) exactly. Um, Was Carson, was Carson our president oh god help us oh, all god. do you want to know something I, mean, I used to have a crush on him in the 90s gross gross oh. gross 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 i mean i'm sure he's you know a lovely what? Well, person we were kind of like told that we were supposed to have thank a crush you on for him. recognizing that yeah. right and now it's like that guy is not attractive you know in my opinion at all well I, and it's interesting because Okay, so I'm going to say something wild. Okay. (laughs) So I feel like, okay, Jennifer Love Hewitt, (laughs) stick with me. Yes, yes, okay. I feel like I wanted to be her. Yes. So she used to do this thing on Party of Five. So she was with, was his name Bailey? I forget his name. Scott Bailey? Scott, Scott Wolf. Playing maybe Bailey on the show anyway, don't quote me. So she used to do this thing where she put her sleeves up over her hands and like squish them. Is this like a very 90s thing? And those like really thin like paper mache shirts that like hugged her big boobs. Well, and and that's that's an energy. (laughs) And it is like thinking back of like make me as small as I can as a woman and like just like make me invisible thinking. And so it's just like I wanted to kind of look like her and be like her and sweet. But it's like no one's going to be like her. And she dated Carson, didn't she? And that's what I'm saying. And so it's like, okay, well, if I want to be her and she's dating Carson Daly, like it just makes sense. And never forget that Tara Reid and Carson Daly were engaged. Oh, my God. And another person who was like at the top tier of like teen celebrity life at that time. Cause she was but, in which, okay. I'll never forget. Did you ever watch Josie and the Pussycats? Excellent movie. I don't think I ever saw that actually. I think you would, if we go away, like we're going to watch it or like watch okay. a movie. It's an excellent <laughs> movie, but I'll never forget when she did Josie and the Pussycats promo on TRL. Yeah. And they were like lovey dovey. Oh my God. See these iconic moments. So that that's what we talk <laughs> about kind of in those episodes. And we've decided that we want to bring some of that content onto our main feed so that we can have an episode for you every week. Um, while Family Karma is not going, we can still talk about Bravo and pop culture on here. We're going to have South Asian content every week within mm-hmm. that. So just what's going on with like people we've heard of or maybe like there's some things that we just haven't covered yet. Like Miss Marvel has a South Asian lead. Mm. Um, we like Poonam Patel, who is in I Love That For You and uh, was in hot mess holiday which we watched at the end of the year and please tell me how i can get showtime as a non-subscriber yeah please someone give us (laughs) how to do it illegally maybe legally i mean at this point we do not another service because i want i need to see i need to tap into vanessa bayer's mind yes so that's what we're doing is we're gonna go back to having an episode for you every week um i'm i I do need to let go of the like, it will always be on this day type of regularity because 
that was also stressing me out. And, and with lives and summer vacations and all sorts of stuff, it will probably be less regular, mm-hmm. but we are shooting for one episode a week. And it'll just be a mixture of some of the Patreon content that we have been doing and South Asian and Family Karma updates, that type of stuff. Well, and then I think it's interesting because I ha- we, you know, we're going to do also Bachelor, uh, like the Bachelor content and maybe yes, some of and that. that'll be Is there a on South Patreon Asian mostly. person? I don't think I saw one on. So the Bachelorette is about to start in like just over a week which you know I'm excited about if you know anything about me and so is it it's a girl it's two women are the bachelorettes and of the cast of men I did a quick look through I did not see any South Asian men okay but um so we're gonna like we are gonna keep for all of you who subscribe on Patreon we are gonna keep going with Patreon Stay tuned for some updates on like what that will look like because okay. we're going to have to change up some of our support tiers and things. I mean, we'll be and doing things this is like, the time to do it. I This weekend, I'm going to go see the Elvis movie. And like I am going in with a lot of thoughts. I'm going to keep an open <laughs> mind. Will Austin Butler I heard seduce it's not me? That good. Uh, so I saw an interview with Was him. What accent did he have, Indra? Okay, well, Tell- first of all, so let's just put a period dot <laughs> <laughs> on um, on that. That's our update. That's where we're going with the podcast. Thank you all for like being a part yeah. of our podcast community. Tell a friend. Um, and yeah, we hope that you'll stick with us as we like go through this change. And we'd love to hear feedback from you, too, about things you want us to talk about or and if you're connected you think to about. a South Asian American or South Asian celebrity, like yeah. connect the dots. Yeah. And we'd like to still do interviews. They'll probably just be a little less frequent yeah. um, just because those take extra time and planning and stuff. So that and that contributed heavily I think to my <laughs> my extreme burnout a couple of months ago well so and especially I just love coming shooting back. the shit about pop culture because it's like I know it, there's so we're just Austin bombarded Butler, okay I, Austin Butler's accent my thoughts on this guy is that he does not photograph well like so he's hot but when you see him I've seen him talking live on an interview and I was like, okay, sort of see it. Was that you or cousin Mary? Again, cousin Mary is, is, is frequent guest on the pod. Frequent guest if you're a new listener and an icon and New York legend. (laughs) And And here for hot takes about law, but is no one's lawyer in pop culture. But so was it you or Mary that said you thought he was like 21? No, it was you. And then Mary was was like, like, no, he's my age. He's 30. Yeah, I was. I just he looks so young to me. And I think if you're older, because we have some uh, we might have some young karma fam heads Mm -hmm. for I can say for you and I, I had never heard of him before he started getting hype about this role i is that fair to like for me i know i had, I had never, no idea I had who he no was idea who he was i didn't even know he went out with vanessa hutchins for so long what yeah they were no. like i think they were like maybe engaged oh my Legit god lived together okay. like i think it was like Whoa. eight years so yeah he kind of comes out of nowhere does that put another spin in your brain yeah a little bit i heard a review of the movie and it doesn't sound like it's very good i'm ready <laughs> I love Baz Luhrmann. I've said on the Patreon, there's no movie that has hit me in a way like his Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. I mean, 
that I we, wanted to be Claire Danes and I wanted to be Leonardo is, DiCaprio. That movie is iconic in so many ways. It's one of ways. the best movies ever what made. What did you think of Moulin Rouge? Um, I fell asleep during it because <laughs> I was used to smoke a lot of pot and I don't anymore. And I got so uh-huh. high and went to the theater yeah. and I took a nap. And you've never seen it since no. then? No, but I do remember another pop culture thing. Never forget Boz Lerman directed a Chanel number no. five ad campaign. I would love for you to break, pull it up with oh. Nicole Kidman in the same okay. vein as Moulin Rouge at the same time. At the same so time. So Boz well, and Nicole were cashing the check. And from what I remember that I do love that movie. And do you want to know why? Why? I think it was the first movie Nicole did post Tom Cruise divorce and post Scientology breakup. Yeah. It was definitely kind of a renaissance role for her. I feel like I don't know. She I I I have fond memories of that. So movie talk to because, me because well, one of my friends in high school is like really into musical theater and she like also Is was this one the one of, who had the CD of Rent? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so she had Rent and Moulin Rouge CDs <laughs> in her car on repeat. And we used to like drive around wow. town and just sing at the top of our lungs. So I know the soundtrack really well okay. from Moulin Rouge, which is like not normal for me to know musical theater movie soundtracks. But here we are. So that I feel like I have very fond memories of that. But his style is very like in your face and whatever. It's sort of like interesting to see. Um, I guess this movie like focuses on Tom Hanks's character, Joy Colonel, like it's from whatever his, his name is, as like his manager. Yeah. Um. So that's maybe interesting, but I think the review I heard said it was like it sort of was a miss in some ways. But you never know. I yeah. mean, I don't know. I I can't wait to hear your thoughts I, on you it. You know, the Times was just like, this is what it's about. This is, do not expect this. It is not yeah. Elvis's story, per se. Okay. It's told through a Bos- Bos Lerman lens. And, you know, go in. I'm going to go in yeah. and, you know, just kick back and just watch and and for me my favorite thing is going to the movies alone and just kind of digesting anyone's always welcome to come I always extend to you or whatever but yes I just kind of like just processing it and that's what I'm gonna do and and I'm just very curious because you know Lisa Marie Presley said if Austin Butler doesn't win an Oscar for this she's going to eat her shoe or something like that which (laughs) Okay, I want to know if you think it's Oscar worthy. Yeah. That's my number one question is, the, is this an Oscar worthy And I think it's tough because it's like for me in the Oscars, I don't think a necessarily great performance is going to get an Oscar nomination because the Oscars yeah. is very specific. Going back to the Oscars is a fucking whatever, you know, time. and it's like Jamie Foxx. <laughs> it's like plays Ray. Yeah. And of course, he's going to get the Oscar. You know what Iconic. I mean? But like, it's it's almost always like if you like, uh, if you're doing a bio yes. a biopic and you're the lead, like you will be in the running for an Oscar. You know, remember when no when was it like speaking of Nicole Kidman in the hours played? Was it Sylvia Plath, Virginia Woolf? Oh yeah, and put a prosthetic nose on and yeah. give her an Oscar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 
And so we're not going to necessarily see someone getting an Oscar. Like I love Kirsten Dunst's performance in what it was that movie last year. Oh, I was going to say old dog, new tricks, but that's definitely not it. Um, the um, oh. one about the Wild West and oh, oh, power of the power dog, of the dog. I thought she was yes. so the, her fragility. But I was yes. like, you know, Kirsten Dunst isn't going. I thought she I forget who won, but I thought she deserved an Oscar because it's like we are talking about the legendary Kirsten Dunst. She has earned it we have followed her career yes if anyone deserves an oscar it's kirsten dunst i i thought she was excellent in that movie i thought that movie was excellent i i think that was the best movie i saw last year i thought about it for days like days and days which is like for me always a sign of like a successful movie but um Okay, so let's dive into some Bravo because there has been some shit going on on and off the screen. Is there going... Do you want to start with Family Karma? Yes, let's start with Family Karma. So um, there has not been as much gossip about Family Karma, but Family Karma um, wrapped up filming, we think, in like early May, mm-hmm. I th- around or late April, early May, around when Amrit and Nicholas got yeah. married. Um, and... Since then, Anisha has gotten engaged. So I saw she was in Iceland. Did she go to... Is she just celebrating? I think she just went... For shits? Yeah, because she tells the whole story of her engagement on her podcast. Okay. And I... Which... When did that happen? It's it's sort of hard to listen to, to be honest. Uh Uh-oh. Because it's just... I, I don't know. I've never gotten engaged, like... I'm I'm not married. I never went through that. What was your engagement like? Do you do you want to tell us or do you <laughs> I mean like Andrew and I, my partner, are very just unconventional. Yeah. And we were just like, yeah, you want to do this? Sure. We picked out a ring together. We bought okay. it together. Yeah. I got he we I had to get it resized. I remember I was so excited. And and this has been come up in therapy, granted. And we he needs okay. to do like not a romantic redo at some point. He yeah. was biking home through the Lower East Side where I got my ring resized and bought it. Going back to Williamsburg. And I just remember sitting in our apartment being like, oh, my gosh, my ring is coming. You know, it's like and my ring yeah. is from I it's it's from the uh, I love the 1800s. You know, it's it's just it's kind gorgeous. of um it's an it's a vintage ring which is what I wanted because I didn't want I didn't want diamonds and I didn't want something new and I remember he came home and he took off his backpack and I'm like where is it and he's like where's what and he wasn't even being funny (laughs) and I was like the ring and he just hands it to me and goes to the toilet are you joking yeah that was so that was it and no that was my proposal okay okay so a redo maybe you know, it, it that can work for some people. For some people, it can't. Um, this was maybe the exact opposite oh, gosh, of that. Yeah, and that's in that okay. Anisha need and she says fully on her podcast, like I wanted and needed to have control of this whole proposal. Wow, yeah, which is also seems hard to me because if you want to have the surprise element and be in yeah. control. It just doesn't work that way. So, I mean, there's certain things where like choosing a ring you want, I think is really important. Like, yeah, especially if if you don't want like blood diamond, you know what I mean? And I'm not trying to knock someone who gets diamonds and you want the big 
you know, that's fine. But like for me, I just didn't want. And by the way, um, I won't reveal names right now. Talk just to me for privacy. But someone I know personally was showing me her ring that she's getting and she's getting a lab diamond and it looks gorgeous. And it's 20 percent the cost yeah. of a real diamond. Shout out. And it's all the properties are essentially the same. Yeah. So like if if that's something you want to consider if you're going to be getting engaged or buying diamonds anytime soon, just think about yeah. it. I don't know. It seems like a good option. But um, anyway, she put out an episode like yesterday about like her ring, which I haven't listened to. But it sounds like the engagement was sort of a disaster <laughs> in some ways. Really? Because she it didn't go the way she wanted it to go even though it seems like her fiance was like really trying to make it special but she like truly wanted it a certain way and wanted him to follow through with that and he like changed it up a little and it like upset her so I mean her story is funny like listen to the podcast I think it's like a a couple months ago she talked about it um over a couple episodes Mm -hmm. um but I was just like, I don't know. I think I think maybe there is a lot of opportunity to be disappointed by a moment like that, you know? Yeah, I think it's just like with anything else, like, again, like I've talked about on this. I didn't even wear white for my wedding. I didn't get, ma- yeah. I got married next to the Brooklyn Bridge on a boardwalk. Like just, there was, it wasn't even yeah. sectioned off. There were literally like everyone in like jean short cutoffs, like just like, it didn't, <laughs> it didn't matter, you know? Yeah. And I think it's just like anything in life when you set expectations, mm-hmm. you're going to be disappointed, you know? And, yes. and granted yes. like Andrew and I, we've talked seriously about that moment and we've talked jokingly about that moment moment but in the same sense it's like we learned so much about ourselves you know and Mm -hmm. where we've come like obviously that was like 11 years ago yes no that was 10 and a half years ago and we've come so far and you know we recognize you know we talk about jokingly because we really want to go to Tokyo together on our own Mm -hmm. and we're going to redo it in some like weird robot bar you know, yes. and the robot's going to bring out the ring. You know what I mean? But that's, oh my God, that's I love what, it. that's, that's what I want. That's for me, I, an ideal engagement. You know what I mean? And what's kind of different about that is you're like, you're kind of like deciding that after you've committed to each other and had two kids and like started a family and done all yeah. these things over a decade, like it sort of changes the whole flavor of it kind exactly. of. Exactly. And cool. don't you want to see like a a, go to a robot bar, watch robots beat the shit out of each other, have a robot bring you a, <laughs> you, and then a like, ring. I want. And then it's just yes. like have a glow in the dark robot, like, like, you know, like dance party. Like that is yes. nothing makes me like, Thinks of like, oh, like redoing engagement, but something like that. (laughs) You know, what really stresses me out is those like engagement stories you hear of like, you go out to a fancy restaurant, like they put the food in, in some sort of. I never want to be around something. They put it like in food or in a drink. I'm like, what if they swallow it? Or just like like being around (laughs) strangers. I mean. Or like a baseball game. Again, like to each their own. Like, I just don't want to be. I don't like being the center of attention. Yeah. So that uh-huh. is like. And, and that 
all eyes on you in that restaurant. But also like maybe you're choking on the ring because yes. you ate it. <laughs> or like it's like caught in a molar or just like Oh my god. I just, and, like, and honestly, don't I don't put like your surprises. Ring in food. I'll just say it yeah. right there. It's like I think like for me, surprises have been tied with trauma. And so even if it's uh-huh. a good surprise, I don't want it. You don't want it. Yeah. And and I think maybe that was part of Anisha's story. She, I think she wanted maybe an element of surprise, but not as much as what she got. I think she wanted to know she wanted what she wanted and she didn't get it. And it was a little disappointing for her. So you can listen to her own words on it on her yeah. podcast. And we don't judge. Other wedding it's like, news. you know, it's like that's. That's the way it yeah. is. Yeah. Other wedding news. Um, Sean and Pooja are no longer on the cast. We hear. Um, but Can I say, why is Anisha on the cast if she's not going to reveal any of her personal life? Yeah. So that's the other thing is she's she's been very adamant that her fiance. Because we don't accept this from our housewives. Like, are we even going to see like. I really hope that she at least allows us to see a picture of him. You know how like in those Bravo shows, they'll like show a photo yeah. of them like together on a trip or something like I hope they at least show that the because only time, otherwise it is a little bit like why are you on this show? this is the thing the <laughs> only time I will excuse or that I've a show that I used to watch yeah um, well I will excuse a husband not being there is in Mob Wives I what's her name okay. the one with the long red hair did you watch Mob Wives I did not she watch was, Mob like, Wives just hot but her husband was in prison so it's like okay yeah and also keeping oh, kids off of the show yes. I totally get that um I don't know I like I don't know anything about her fiance because she's kept it so tight-lipped and you know I do understand that this to some extent but I also think signing up for a reality tv show and then exactly. not showing like your partner is a little tough <laughs> I mean you can so see I hope we get a little just bit to bring up another house husband is like you can see Harry Hamlin doesn't want to be on the show, but he's willing to be wheeled out with a jar of potato or tomato sauce <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> Cook just, some meatballs. He'll talk about bolognese for yes, like half an episode. I mean, even he and- will just be like, okay, I'll cook like for Rena, oh for you. God. I'll do it. You know, you can, you can fine tune like how you want. Yeah. You know, Bravo, this is not a new arena. We have been, this arena has yeah. been built you you yeah. can navigate it however you want. Well, I think she probably doesn't want him to experience any like hate and I or get anything. It. But there are like you're saying, like come out with some pasta sauce <laughs> and then leave. You know, you know, and <laughs> that's ta- all we go need. into your garden. I just want to see you two together Hobble in your around home. your garden. Show us the random fucking yeah. pants plants and then go camping Harry Hamlin's exactly and the tone well and maybe it's made easier by the fact that he lives in Scottsdale so their life together is in Scottsdale and she travels back to Miami to film Family Karma so there's like two separate things going on I'm just curious what her storyline is gonna be and if it's just to if stir it's about the, the engagement but we don't see the guy it's a little bit like, what? What are we watching and it, here? And I want to say if Anisha is listening, it's not because we don't like you, but we are no. like, we want to see more of your life. No, it's really, it's just us being like thirsty bitches <laughs> and we want to see we what's want more going and on more in your and life. more, you know? <laughs> That's it. And, and truly, Anisha, 
And congratulations. How wonderful. Because she wanted this. She found someone who's her person. She's on her way to making her plan happen. Show us. Good, good on her. Um, okay, so Sean and Pooja got married over Memorial Day weekend in Mexico. Um, definitely gave me like vibes of Vishal and Rich's wed- wedding, but just in a different resort. Diff- there was different stuff going on. To be honest, I didn't follow it super carefully because I had family in town that weekend and my burnout was still really real yeah. at that point. So I wasn't like doing all the Instagram stuff that I did. And let's be honest, it's hard to like keep up with all the family karma folks. And especially when there's you're no a lot of on the show. Yeah. And there's so much that's kept like tight lipped about the show. And too. that's what I, we like, always complain about. I don't understand how we get yeah. in real time drama about Kathy Hilton whether it happened. Oh my God. But then it's... The shit about Rinna that's coming out today, by the way. What is going on? Because I had therapy this morning and I went from like doing my my, uh, New York Times crossword. I'm going to brag. I didn't get it. But um, New York Times crossword... (laughs) Yes. To um, Friday. Yeah, to um to just therapy. So what is going on? Well, okay, let's finish up the okay. family karma stuff first. Um Did you see so Beverly Hills? It appears, Sorry, my it ADHD appear- is just I, I did see okay, Beverly Hills. Keep going. We'll okay, talk well about period. It. Okay. Um it seems the only cast member who was at Sean and Pooja's wedding wedding was Anisha. Oh, I'm sorry. Vishal. What no, the fuck? Vishal was not there. Anisha was the only person that was seen there. It seems like Bali was invited, but she was not able to yeah. make it. But I don't think anyone else was mm. invited, um, which sort of adds fuel to this fire of something has happened between the Patels and the Parvanis. Like a break in the community. Like a break in the community. Um, because weddings... You know, especially Indian mm-hmm. weddings, you invite everyone. That's what you know. That's what I'm understanding through this podcast. So it's kind of like to not be invited. I mean, and just the stuff we've heard, unless it was a complete lie on seasons mm. one and two about how close their families were. I mean, we saw the footage of them playing basketball on the Never compound. On the compound. So. I don't know. Um, anyway, it looked like they had a beautiful wedding. Congratulations to them. They are currently on their um, honeymoon in Positano, enjoying the Italian Amalfi Coast. So happy for them. Congratulations to them. And I've just started learning a hmm. little bit more about Avni, who I think is going to be a new cast member. Talk to um, me. She seems to be into kind of like motivational speech speaking slash writing maybe okay i think okay she wrote a book called be the bigger person um so you know we'll see what she's like i hope she's on the show i'd love to see some new blood um new blood and it's just like um i i appreciate someone who thinks that they're gonna come into a reality show um yeah keeping their cool and maybe like you know what the the name what is her name of her book like trying to be the bigger person the mediator yeah, yeah and maybe she's gonna come in with that attitude but you know you're in a pressure cooker you know who's a natural mediator is brian benny yeah I feel but like he also guy... he also is able to um compartmentalize yeah and yeah uh 
kind of like be the good time guy and kind of like, okay, that's going on, but I'm going to go over here and get a drink. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, but I think also like, I'm just thinking I back think Bali to the is, party. but I think she sides sometimes with people. Yeah. I think, I think you're right about that. I think Bali and Brian are probably yeah. the most, and I think they're the most I'm right like, too. with the most people. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's kind of like some updates. We have not heard anything about when the season is going to air other than the invitation for the fashion show that happened during the season said that it would air in the fall. Mm. So I'm I'm thinking any any like minute now we're going to get Bravo send an us an official invite announcement to... and send us the trailer. And yeah. Send us an invite to the if the premiere is after this baby is born, maybe I can go. <laughs> like two nights. Yeah. Um, my baby's due date is Halloween. Yay. So um I, I hope we get a season before yeah. the end of October, but who knows? I feel like the schedule is all over the place. Let's talk about Beverly oh Hills and the drama. Because I don't even I just. OK, OK, OK. okay. Should we talk about the episode first? Because you the, just watched because we it. just watched two episodes. Let's talk about the Kyle. Had, it, I don't know what she's doing with her styling on the boat. <laughs> she has never looked more beautiful. And then at the Garcelle, she was wearing this red number. It was like a swimsuit. Caftans and flowy. But she wasn't with this. I don't even remember. She was wearing this red swimsuit that was kind of had something on top. And then last night at Garcelle's party, the boob outfit. Oh my God. She looked like Elvira meets Kyle (laughs) meets. You know, like Halloween 1996. Like it was just. I just thought she looked absolutely stunning. And I live for a Kyle Richards split. Let me just tell you. And you know, I think people (laughs) would be like, that's disgusting or whatever. But I was like, oh my gosh. I feel like if you get like a couple cocktails in me and like I'm around my friends in New York dancing, like I can't even do the splits. But like I would be wild too. Oh my God. Totally. I mean, it, it did look like it was fun. Um, this was not a good episode for Miss Diana. Can we go back? What did you cast. think of Erica on the boat? I loved Me it. Me too. I was <laughs> obsessed. No shame. No shame. It's like I, if you want to mix I the zannies it. and the whatever, it's dangerous. But like this like fun sign of Erica, this fun side of her. Her laying I'm down totally talking about it. her both the illegal. I was like, I want to hear more. Like, just keep going. Oh my God. And she's Roll like, cameras. I stained that couch. I stained it. <laughs> and like, she's just like, <laughs> I don't know. I this version of Erica here for it. And I think the thing is, is what I've done with Erica is she's you got to just put things aside because if you go in angry every time she's on camera and like holding the baggage, she's not holding oh, yeah. the baggage. I'm not going to hold the baggage. No. I have better baggage to hold with Roe versus Wade and shit. I'm not going to bring it into my Bravo universe of like no. Erica Jane, just like whatever. Like and the th- yeah, the human rights violations that tom girardi like inflicted are terrible horrible but then like the supreme court overturns <laughs> roe versus wade and you're like holy fucking yeah. shit what is I'm going gonna on watch erica get drunk and everyone yeah, dancing I, too expensive to be me it's like okay this sets the the like tone for something that i wouldn't do yeah and let's be real like 
whatever's going to happen with the Girardi trial, like it's going to take fucking years. Like we're not. And Erica's never going to have a trial, come to like, Jesus moment. It. She's never like we have to all be like we cannot have expectations of our housewives if they can. They're never going to fill it. Fulfill it. No, no, they're not. And it's just going to turn your underwear into a knot if you keep on watching these women. Yes. Yes. And so so here's the controversy which started last week with it's on and off of the show. Really, Diana making this racist comment Mm. to a black woman who's an influencer on online um which you know the general consensus out there is that she knew what she was saying and she said it anyway even though she tried to take it back and say oh no it's just my bad english so there's that then rinna comes out and defends her after this last episode because saying something to the effect of anytime you know we fight on the show but anytime we fight with Garcelle it means that we're racist and then some stuff like she just went on from there said some really offensive things and then was like if you don't like our show go and watch Dubai huh and um then the women on Dubai, <laughs> including Miss Chanel Ayan, wow, clap back with uh, Rina, like something, something about like her lips <laughs> and like give your lips back. Why are we something? attacking? And this is when it all started. Is like why are we attacking people's looks? Well, that's like I mean I don't know, but I I agree. I think that it all starts there in some ways but it's gotten really out of control to the point where like Rinna is so messy on social media and she's so she's so like it just adds to my like feeling that I really just dislike her (laughs) and like I'm never she's never really going to redeem herself for me like there's no points in Beverly Hills that of anything that I've seen of her where I'm like oh I really like Lisa can I can I say why I think she's doing it and this is just like a very random idea but I think it's true just from my point of view I think she's starting shit because she's afraid that she's not going to have enough content and yes getting like people in fights and being a part of the drama that she's starting on on Twitter to secure her diamond for next semester semester for next season yeah and it's like but it's easy to like be an angry like keyboard warrior and do it behind Twitter which is what she does whereas if you go in like Diana whether you like her or not and just be specific against some someone and tell them how you feel yeah well what did you think of that I don't know if we can even call it a conversation between her and Sutton at Garcelle's birthday party. Sutton came off so rude, set the tone. Sutton did. Just like you're supposed to be on bed rest. And what are you doing? Like (laughs) Sutton, it's like team no one. That's true. Yes. No, I mean, you know, I'm never going to be team Sutton really ever. Um, I was just so caught up. Badly. What, what, What was revealed to me was... Sutton acts like a spoiled brat all the time. And Diana displayed a bit of that to me as well. I felt in this conversation, she was, I mean, they were literally like being like, nah, 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 nah. I know. that was the vibe. It was, of that okay. So this is what I think about Diana. Diana okay. has put herself in, in a position with wealth and power 
where she's not mm-hmm. confronted. And we see that with her boy toy yes. slash whatever. The fact when the bag handler, they walked in wearing <laughs> like, again, like wear what you want. Self-expression is important. Yeah. In California, wearing matching furs like it was like it was Aspen 1987, you know, and he, he was uh, carrying her bag and you know, she has these people, it seems like, surrounding her that either work for her. She's a lot of yes people. Yes. And and so it's like she's not used to being confronted. And she is mm-hmm. by people who do not have as much wealth and power as she does. And I think she, you know, if she doesn't like you, she's going to use her wealth and power against She kind of like with the- wields that a bit. And do I think she's tough? I mean, yes, I, don't, I do think she's tough. I think she for her to get out of Bosnia and like make a new life out of like, you know, starting from zero and going from a war torn country, which we haven't yes. really seen on this show to, you know, to the wealthiest extreme, woman yeah, on this cast. Yeah. And yeah. wealth beyond like LVP. Yes. And Adrian, oh, who do you think has more beyond. wealth? Probably her. Then more Adrian. Oh, no. I think she's the richest woman we've ever seen on Beverly Hills. Yeah. And I think it's just like, I don't know. It's like she's not been confronted like this. And so I'm not sure. I don't know. I just think it's just like I was watching them go back and forth. And I was honestly yeah. like team no one. No, absolutely not. I mean, I'm kind of like, but. Like, this is a totally useless conversation, if you can even call it that. Like, there's nothing productive happening here. They're just tearing each other down. And that's when we and go back to saying, Beverly Hills. What does it have? Like, as a show in general? Yeah, right now, this season. <sighs> I mean, there's this tension between Sutton and her. Garcelle is always sort of like stirring the turd. I love Garcelle. So more of uh, Will Smith's ex-wife. I do think it's interesting. Oh, yes, I love her. Because, okay, so I was thinking about Sutton last night. You know when you're doing random things? Like, I was just like kind of like yeah. brushing my teeth. And I was like, the thing about Sutton is, I, I believe Diana is right, is she is boring. And she surrounds yes. herself with things like she'll put on what quote unquote interesting Dolce and Gabbana square dress. Yes. And, and it's not it's ornate and <laughs> it it's makes just her like look like a paper bag. You know, and yeah. it doesn't it's not interesting. And I thought no, it was really and- interesting when Diana said, I can excuse so much, but I can't excuse boring. It was like cutting white right to the quick. And it was really mean. <laughs> That's really like, mean. That is a very mean thing to say to somebody and she knew that. And and so, you know, she kinda like Sutton came back at her I think Diana's jabs were probably better than Sutton's but I don't think that that makes her a better person in this interaction no and I do believe Sutton fought dirty of being like you should be on bed rest and Diana gave birth to a stillborn baby I know and that is just like and and I think when Sutton the thing that Sutton does that drives me crazy and like I I know a lot of people like this and I think some people Mm. just think this is how they're supposed to relate to people is like when someone tells you I've lost my baby you don't answer with oh that happened to me too and um you know and and I've been guilty of this I've done this to people and you because you're trying to connect you know what I mean you're trying to connect and Sutton 
But the way Sutton says it is so narcissistic And sounding. just like, I need to take the spotlight. Yeah, and it, it... Yeah, like, instead of being like, oh, I feel like I totally... Like, I'm so sorry. She should leave yes. with, I'm so sorry, you know? <laughs> and like, I can't, like... And then maybe tell her story to relate. But it's always like, I went through the same thing, blah, blah, blah. And then she's trying to connect it to, and so I understand how you feel. But I think Diana's like no, you don't understand how I feel. Like, it sounds like she had a fairly late term miscarriage. Not late, not late, late term, but like later than first trimester. And she almost bled out and died. Like this, that type of miscarriage. Um, And Sutton doesn't take the time to ask questions or find out what happened or like really ask how she's feeling. It's all very performative Mm -hmm. for her, which I agree with Diana. It does feel fake when she's trying to be quote unquote empathetic. So I sort of, I guess I'm like team Diana from that sense, but I just think that the whole interaction was just like shaking my head. Exactly. Type situation, you know? And and I'm with Garcelle. Um, I'm like, let's go back to the party. Can I say something? I'll get back to this. Why was Erica whispering to the bartender about doing something that seemed like illegal to get her a spicy um, margarita? <laughs> like I was like, what? More of that. Um, so what's going on I over there? Bra- maybe Bravo has some limits on how much alcohol the women can really? have in an hour. But she was that's hammered what, in. She was she was hammered. Like in the, the reaction on the boat. to Garcelle saying, "What um, was Denise? The ghost Denise didn't come. Holy, we Ebenezer Scrooge and." <laughs> It was like all of a sudden we were, what is that? We were in Scrooge. We were basically in Scrooge with the Beverly Hills twist and the ghost of Denise. Yeah. Lingers. I, it, it sounds like Garcelle is a little bit over it. She's been doing what she can to help Denise out in this world. Let me be honest. Would you go back to where Bravo cameras were rolling if you were Denise? No. Yeah. No. Why is anyone no. like of, mad at her? I mean, it's like. But it sounds like there's a few things that Garcelle has been let down on by Denise okay. now at this point. That's what they alluded to. I don't know what they were. And maybe they were all fil- filmed events and she didn't want to be at any of them. I don't know. But um, Garcelle was like, yeah, I'm kind of done with it. But then Erica's just like adding salt, like fuel to the fire, just being like, yeah, you need to like drop that bitch. Oh and what has she done for See, you? See, this is what I'm like. <laughs> it's like, I'm enjoying I told this. you so. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. And Garcelle's like, we have never had this conversation before. And then Garcelle goes on to Watch What Happens okay, Live. Okay, With the iconic Z-Way was there as Talk well. Talk to me. And Garcelle is asked by Andy what she thought of Diana's racist comments online. And Garcelle just answers she's uneducated. Um, what did Z-Way say? Some, Z-Way didn't say. It was just a clip. I didn't actually see the whole thing. I just saw it online. And she said something else about like she she threw shade at Rinna and Diane all at once. Maybe that's what prompted Rinna to to say all that crazy shit in her stories, which, by the way, she deleted all of it, I believe, at this point. And if you want to see what it all was, like check um, Bravo Instagram accounts. They've they're like all covering it right now. 
Um, so like, it's just such a fucking mess. And it's like these women, I don't know. It's kind of like the show doesn't have a lot right now. And it's yet just I'm like, still what watching. is, what is the ace? <laughs> well, it's like, you know how, what's the A story? What's the B story? And what's the C story? And yeah. I don't even know like one, what story, like what's the top storyline? No idea. What's the next storyline? No idea. What's the next one? I have no idea. No idea. Um, We're obviously like jumping like uh, Erica's going to like everyone's going to talk to Erica about the case. Okay, Erica's going to yeah. deflect. So that's not a storyline. Uh, we're talking about yeah. Sutton being racist. Okay, then that just gets resolved. Uh, that's done. Crystal and Rob's relationship. Okay, well then we're just going to peek in that for a hot minute. And then it's like Sutton yeah. go, wait, moving through the world, I guess, is a storyline. I don't know. It's all kind of revolving around Sutton, I feel like. Yeah. In like not a flattering way for her. No. You know. No. And there's nothing like I love more than seeing someone again who has been surrounding herself with yes, man, and just moving through the world yeah. under our eye and just like the world is not that you know yeah well we know kathy hilton will enter the picture at some point and there's and all the shit with her that's ex- and she down, is so. what episode are we on and she's just not even in it i think it's like episode five or i don't know i mean we're like a quarter of the way through the season Bring Kim maybe in. more yes well i don't know if kim i want kim to be i know i, know. I don't want to exploit kim you know because she 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 has struggled with a lot yeah in her life. yeah and you know i think there's always that have you watched the girls trip no i don't stuff? have the um i don't i would watch it i don't have the access information do you still have your account yeah i'll watch yeah, it we yeah i really want to watch and- it because today i'm gonna okay, do homework to and i'm just gonna have something in the background okay so i'm gonna send that to you i am intrigued i really want to watch it i really want to visit I think i'm realizing who are you the most I, or we've who do you want to watch the I'm most. interested in Brandy same <laughs> I swear to God I need to see I want to know she's like you know for all of she's Brandy's very smart faults, she's smart and she she brings and she she like stirs the turd in just the right way on these shows she really does she gets the could you imagine going. she Brandy gets the conversation started <laughs> oh my god I would, I would love to see that money I would love oh to see Brandy, Rinna, and Sutton. Brandy would put Sutton in her place. But it would so be fast. so messy. So fucking messy. It'd be messy in a different way. Like Diana, the way that Diana and Sutton were being messy, it would just be a lot different. And, you know, I think it's interesting because Kyle, they mentioned on Bitch Sesh that Kyle, you know, is kind of the darling of Beverly Hills. But then they also brought up that we forget, and I never saw this episode, that Kyle and her sister were calling Brandy trailer trash and hiding her and hiding her crutches. Oh, was that the big blow up at the poker night or something? Was she hiding? Um, Was Brandy on crutches or something and they hid her crutches? She had... she had a like broken arm or I mean, no, it was a, bro- she had, she had a cast on her leg and she had crutches. I mean that whole, st- and then there's pizza thrown in the driveway and it was a whole situation. I think it was too, I think the pizza thrown actually also happened when Kim relapsed. Yes, it was because there was that infamous car ride of Rinna and yes. Kim so to the Yes, so this was a event. different pizza thrown. 
out what brand i don't know there there may have been multiple pizzas thrown but that was the last thing that i saw um okay you said that you watched the first 10 minutes of no Southern so Charm. i was like very curious because it's like when you watch the shows on the apple app which i'm sure on this channel it's like look at southern charm like watch me watch mm-hmm. me watch me and yeah. I was like watching maybe it was on a website I was watching Catherine and what's her name the one who came back with uh Leva no um okay oh Naomi Naomi I was watching them go at it and then I was like you know what I'll I'll click on it and then I saw yeah. like I don't know like a glimpse and I was like oh my god we're at a 1920s fucking flapper party I cannot do a 1920s bravo like how many incarnations are we gonna do of a flapper party per per franchise in the south in the south (laughs) and that's when I was like you know what I'm going to wait and see like the temperature that Indra takes but then I'm realizing there are people who do not watch the housewives which I think is really interesting who just watch southern charm yeah and so I'm like Uh, I don't know and then it's like the men on there have always been such drabs do I want to watch even more so now Madison I don't give a shit about Austin's love life I can tell you that much I don't want to hear anything more about it he is infiltrated traded so many bravo shows now with his messy love life and i'm like i don't care about this man <laughs> i do not care about this person uh i haven't i watched the first 15 minutes i haven't is caught craig up on... still together with the girl from summer house yes what's her name yes Paige. okay is she, do you they like are Paige? Still together is she complicated um you know I like Paige more now than I ever have before. Cousin Mary loves Paige. Um, You know, she seems she has good qualities and bad qualities. And we have to remember that all these people are human and not all of us are going to be perfect. Of course. Part of reality TV is showing both sides of everyone. But um, yeah, I, I think they make a good couple. But Craig is so despicable in like his political views and stuff that it makes me wonder about Paige. He is someone who's gotten through life on his looks and privilege. And he moves through a world in a way like, you know, it's like, let's say Roe versus Wade. I would not be surprised Mm -hmm. if he read a headline and was like cannot compute or like cannot compute never talking about this you know what I mean oh yeah and if if, he wouldn't touch it with a 10 if it was like brought up in a bar let's say that he was drinking at he would walk away from the conversation but I mean whatever that's just like one example of how I pick the pillows to me are him like that there's no actually I'm gonna use that example he had to make one showed the clip one clip of Naomi one pillow for Patricia but now he has a pillow fucking empire and he is like touring going on (laughs) tour with his pillows and shit it's so funny because remember when it was like he was like yeah things have been stressful I've been making pillows I bought a sewing machine Naomi's like, and he was like fucking putting like, these little like ducks on things and oh palm trees. There's something. There was something about that era of him. Oh my that gosh! Was just like I ca- and fascinating remember, like, to watch. Naomi moved out and he had a roommate and the place was a mess and there were like half finished oh pillows everywhere. <laughs> and he couldn't get the 
sample yeah. for Patricia, and Patricia's like, "You've had six weeks to make one pillow." And yeah, he's like, and he's, like "He's like, I just I can't it. get it together. He's like, I just <laughs> really couldn't do it." It's like his priorities are partying until 3 a.m. every night and then who knows maybe he's backed off on that a little I don't know I just um, think that's like and I take the humor I'm not like oh what a shithead I'm just no. like this is hysterical well it's also a little bit like what a shithead but but that's um, the thing about southern charm is like I'm not saying the women yeah. are stellar right now but it, once upon a time the woman like Naomi was in school full time and working and like yes. who was the realtor that's Cam was like Cameron, hustling yeah. and you know in her real estate and <laughs> taking care of kids and these men on this show are like in bed at 2 p.m. Like just Austin can't even get like six pack of beer of his beer made. You know it's just oh like my God. just aimless. He's made one kind of beer and his, that's he set up his whole life around and that did he and he even market like, it and put it into production oh my god yeah it's it's like on sale all over charleston is what i understand sure but okay you brought up we've talked about roe v wade a couple mm-hmm. times throughout this episode but i i'd love for us to just maybe close out with some thoughts on mm-hmm. this because this is a big fucking yeah. deal this is a big big fucking deal and it's not if you think this is just going to affect women you're wrong like this is going to affect this this is already affecting like all of us this is the start of you know um uh rights being taken away from everyone yeah and and they're not going to just stop with you know something like roe versus wade they're seeing no their action put into law and yep. it's it's just gonna go on from here same-sex marriage transgender rights and and, and not to mention contraception it affects the BIPOC community in a way that is yes. incredulous and yes. low-income communities and you know I mentioned earlier in the episode about my ectopic pregnancy which I'm learning more. I was like, oh, well, the, in all of these cases, like mm. life-saving care of the woman mm-hmm. is going to be protected. But when there's a question mark in front of, does this count as life-saving care? And if I do this, am I going to be thrown in jail? Same. It can change like if you have an ectopic pregnancy, you need to have surgery immediately. Mm-hmm. Like there cannot, what happened to me where I, I lost half my blood and I almost died should not have happened because I didn't have my surgery soon enough. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen is all these extra question marks are being thrown in front of treating someone for a life-saving condition when they don't have time for those question marks to be there. And so women are going to die. And I'm just speaking from this one personal experience I've had, but there are so many, I mean, Diana having her miscarriage and and bleeding out, potentially being prosecuted for having a miscarriage because the woman is going to be blamed for not having a healthy pregnancy. I mean, the level of stuff that's coming out and the different scenarios that I'm hearing about every day is so terrifying. Well, it's just like, and you know, my situation, I have a high miscarriage rate. Mm-hmm. And so it is also like, you know, I've I've had multiple miscarriages because uh, the way, you know, my um, uterus is shaped is it's, yes. it's, it's misshaped. And I've, I've gotten surgery to help with it um yeah a very invasive surgery 
but still since yes. they can't take away the septated part um the egg is going to or the what is it called the embryo is going to uh, develop and be irregular to a certain point yeah okay. yeah and so it's like you know to the the egg you know you have to have like a dnc basically yeah and you can either go in and Which get is it like a very yeah yeah so sorry yes. for those who don't know what it is it's called a what does it stand for again i forget it's basically it's the most common procedure performed in typical abortions but also yeah for just basic care like this is health care for women and so you take a it. pill or you can go in and i've done both yeah. and you need to clean out your uterus to keep it healthy yeah, yeah. and so if this in Colorado, I think we're going to be fine because whatever. But say like if I was in another state. Yeah. My un, my embryo would just be in there. And and, and they, if it developed like, you know, who I'm not going to have a healthy child. <laughs> yeah. And and like there's just to to force anyone into this type of thing. Yeah. It's like you're not considering the lives of these people who are carrying pregnancies exactly and it's just um and and i heard even in the states where it's protected because there are so many surrounding states where it's not protected there's gonna there is already a huge influx of people coming to our state yeah. which is going to affect care for people in who are in the state because of lack of providers resources all sorts of stuff so it's like <laughs> honestly like if you've seen the handmaid's tale it really feels like that and, and that's it the thing really and it's like you're listening to a podcast right now where two women different situations yes. are are yeah. going to be affected and i think it's now more than ever women i think if you feel comfortable need to speak out about their the way this is going to affect them yeah and not to mention and it's like i'm 41 if i got pregnant I, I just, you know what I mean? It's just like, I don't know. No, and it's putting all the responsibility on the woman. Yeah. And, you know, the memes and stuff that you see, which are just so true, is like, when are we going to, like, force men to, like, have vasectomies or, like be when when do they get to have to take accountability for getting a woman pregnant because guess what they're part of this too and we have to remember and there are six people in the supreme court that voted that do not hold yeah. from what i understand the statistics are that more people are pro um choice than pro-life and so it's like yes. what are we doing here it's the political machine and I you know I've heard I heard an interesting uh interview with Terry Gross right before the decision was mm. made actually with an expert who was talking about all the mistakes that have kind of been made on you know the pro-choice movement side but also how savvy the pro-life side has been this has been their biggest issue that they've been trying to overturn for decades now and they put all these little parts in place to make it happen yeah. and you know i i just like we need to get out there and vote the midterm elections are so important and i also heard we are voting yeah. for judges and at uh, we have to yes. say the word abortion 
I heard that abortion is, sorry to interrupt, the most stigmatized word right now and no one wants to talk about it and no one wants to talk about their experience, whether it's a DNC or abortion or their fertility struggles. Because they're worried about... Because it's an embarrassing thing. It's like as women, we go and we go to a movie and we see a woman's naked body, but we are not allowed Mm -hmm. to talk about, you know, the vagina and... You know, the uterus and we let men do that for us, whether it's through, you know, with film like a a male gaze or whatever. And it's like it's time to take it back. It's time to start talking about if you feel comfortable, your abortions, your fertility struggles, your uterus, you know, Mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff. And speaking about it makes people more aware. And like Indra said, if you vote on a local level, it all adds up. I have. Yes, it all adds up. I don't know how to control the Supreme Court. You know, obviously that's something the president, but I can right here in Boulder County, I can vote and say, fuck that. Like, I don't want this happening here. And then it's just like, it's a domino effect. Yeah. And the lower courts have judges that we vote for as well. And they control what happens on state and city levels and county levels. And and that's how these states have been able to put in these trigger laws after Roe v. Wade to take away the rights from millions upon millions of women and people who can carry pregnancies. And it's just it's fucking terrifying. It really is. Um I wish I had some like names of resources on hand right now. I actually would love to promote Plan C and Plan Z is providing um, like information about abortions and um, pills um, to, um, you know, to I don't want to say give yourself an abortion because that's not the proper term, but abortion pills. And I think on average it costs a hundred dollars to purchase an abortion pill. And so even if you're Mm -hmm. like, I don't know what to do, but I have $100 or maybe it's $5, like you can either just give to Plan C and I think they actually have a button that you Mm -hmm. can donate towards someone, um, someone's in need. Yeah, someone in need. And the thing is, is that I don't understand with Roe versus Wade is they want to, for the folks to have, you know, a baby but then as soon as the baby comes out there are no there is nothing for the mother and there and there's an and let me tell you how like I am pregnant right now and my medical bills are really really high like as someone who has fairly good insurance even so you can't forget the financial aspect of it even when you're pregnant before you put the kid after you have it if you're yeah. working full time and, and all these oh foster care is like an option or blah, blah. it's like the foster you, system is about the foster care system? yes yeah it's it's the people saying these things I have trouble if you're one of them I encourage you to just kind of put yourself in the shoes of someone who is being told that they can't control a very personal part about their body and autonomy. Well, and it's interesting that guns have more rights than we do right now, you know? Yes. And, and I think that is like very in our faces as females. I think there's a lot of things that have been, yeah, absolutely. Just the fact that you can have a concealed weapon. And I know like growing up conservative Republican, I thought an abortion was something that people got that 
they had uh it was something you just go through a drive-thru and it's like no attachment to it and whatever and yeah no but there's a lot of thought yes and worry and trauma Mm -hmm. surrounding this and not to mention it's like once you have an abortion I mean it just doesn't end there you know what I mean no it's not a decision people take exactly but it is a decision that people need to be able to make on their own exactly and the fact that they cannot do that anymore in so many states in this country is so terrifying and um yeah so plan c is a resource and you can always look give up. money to planned parenthood i can say that yes. in my 20s i didn't have health insurance and mm-hmm. i went to planned parenthood for everything and again growing up conservative republican yeah uh i thought planned parenthood was the devil yeah. and that they were just like you know just you know treating uh, I don't know. I don't want to like, I don't really remember because I was so brainwashed and I've tried to unbrainwash myself. Yeah. Yeah. But in times of need, when I need things like, you know, plan B pills and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I felt safe going into there was one um, by Canal Street Planned Parenthood. And every time I had something like it was, you know, a yeast infection, a UTI, Mm -hmm. I needed a plan B or a question about, you know, a possible pregnancy or whatever, or just even annual gynecological makeups. And they were the first people to tell me that I had a septated uterus and that I was going to have multiple miscarriages and I might not be able to bring a child to terms. And that let me take control Mm -hmm. of my fertility. Yeah. And so forever, like you have to forever, like Planned Parenthood taught me how to take ownership of what makes me feel like a woman. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It gave you information that you needed. I mean, to go, all of this is like, I feel like it's on this idea that like all women will have healthy and great pregnancies no no matter what and you're talking to two people who have not had that situation exactly if I get pregnant I'm like oh I'm going to have a miscarriage I'm just not sure when the baby's going to stop developing or the embryo I should say to think about that it's just just think about that it's if if you're listening right now like I'm so sorry that you know, that's something that you have to hold on to forever as a woman with a uterus. And so, yeah, it's a it's a dark day in this country. It's a dark period. Um, I don't know where we go. From I don't here. know. And, and I want to say the thing that I've been hearing, too, is like Roe versus Wade was very it wasn't perfect. But we have the opportunity yeah. now to build something. Hopefully. Well, we do. We ha- we need to be optimistic to build something for us that we have a complete say in, but we're going to have to really fight for it and we're going to have to be outspoken. And so therefore I, for me, I am voting, I'm giving money and I'm talking about my fertility struggles and when I've needed plan B and when I've gotten DNCs and you know, Mm -hmm. and it's more than one time where I've gone to Planned Parenthood and gotten plan B because yeah. You know, and, and it, especially it's like we shouldn't be judgmental no. about what other women want to do with their bodies. And if you think you don't know any woman who has gone through something like this, like guess again. Yeah. you They probably just have not said anything to you about it. And I want you to raise your hand. I'm raising mine. I've taken like yeah. the abortion oh, yeah. pills. You know what I mean? To 
give yourself an abortion. And it's important we talk about this. It's important to normalize it. It's important to not make people feel ashamed and um, to protect those whose rights are now under under fire. Um, And um, yeah, so that's kind of like a uh, <laughs> not the lightest way to end today's podcast, but um, for those of you who are still listening, Thank we you. appreciate you being a part of our Karma fam. We're happy to be back. Please um, leave a review wherever yeah, you get rate, your Apple review. iTunes. Um, it really like yes. makes such a difference. Tell people that we're back. Tell people who've never heard of us that yes. we're on um we had i have to say we had a really strong listenership listenership i guess that's a word before <laughs> we took a break and so we just definitely want to build the community and the listenership again so again thank you yeah and and um of course send your requests for content and things and we'll we'll make things happen as we can what i don't want is to get to a point where i can't do the podcast anymore right, because so. Indra and i are going to start a new project um that hopefully we'll have news about in the next eight months and it's yes. it's a very um it's going to be an emotional pro you know project because um and it's very community based but it's going to be for everyone and so we are going to be working on that because it's our passion one and hopefully we're going to do it for uh to get financing for it we will get financing for it um so yeah. if honestly if you're also connected to uh the podcasting financing world please contact us and don't give us fucking spam yes and um patreon fam look out for more information soon about how things will be shifting on there but thank you all for your support if you'd like to join our patreon to um be a part of the financial support simply to keep this podcast running like to pay for the hosting and things like that like the web hosting um we appreciate it so much so you can find us at patreon.com slash family karma cast with a k more exclusive content there and with that i think we say namaste Namaste, bitches. bitches